I'm gonna make that night be gone away. I'm gonna make that night be gone today. I'm gonna make that night be gone away. I'm gonna make that night be gone today. Welcome to Time Out with Britt and Lisa. Hi. <laughs> We're here to help educate you about people who suffer from the narcissistic personality disorder. Right. To whom we refer to as the, the narc. <laughs> so a narc is a person who does not have the ability to show or feel any concern for or what, Lisa? Any connection with. Yeah, anyone. <laughs> anyone. And they really are only concerned with themselves. And we refer to people as narcs, but our term is broad enough to include people who are also self-centered or toxic people. That's correct. That's correct. Understand that the narc can be anyone. It could be your parent. It could be a coworker, your spouse, your boss. It could be a, a sibling. sibling. Right. right, right. It could be anyone. Today, we will tackle what is narcissism? What is NARC Begone? Begone. <laughs> yes, we're so excited to share the NARC Begone method and tools and everything with you guys. Yes, and the NARC Begone community. Yeah. We'll also address the following question today. How are the coronavirus and the NARC or toxic person similar? But first, let's tell our friends about who we are. Well, so I'll go first. Okay. Um, so my name is Bridget Morris, and I am a board-certified therapist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I specialize in helping people deal with narcissistic and toxic and difficult people and situations. Mm -hmm. And I personally and professionally have over 30 years' experience dealing with narcissism. Wow. And, you, <laughs> and Lisa, tell we're dating. <laughs> we are dating I'm about ourselves. To date myself too. <laughs> so Lisa, tell our friends a little bit about who you are. Hi, friends. I am Lisa West, and I am a former judge. I am a currently practicing attorney, and I focused primarily on narcissistic abuse cases. I have, of course, professional experience in narcissistic abuse, but I also have personal experience in narcissistic abuse, which I'll tell you about in just a minute. But I first want to learn about you, Britt. How did you first experience or become familiar with narcissism? Yeah, so it was about 20 years ago, and I was in a relationship where there was a lot of chaos, a lot of confusion, and I really didn't know what to do. And so I made an appointment with a psychiatrist, and it was one of the best decisions I ever made. And I sat down and just started sharing with her. And after several appointments, she said, have you ever heard of the word narcissism? <laughs> and it, like, again, this was 20 years ago, and I hadn't. Right. And there wasn't a lot of information on the topic. And she said, I think you would benefit reading about narcissism. Now, were you a therapist at the time? I was not a therapist at the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so when I started learning and reading about that, it was something that I had originally gone to school to study, and it was a lifetime dream, right. was to become a psychiatrist. But when I was in this relationship, it was all about their needs. And so I kept putting my dreams on hold mm, so mm. I could fulfill that. So after I found out about 
narcissistic abuse and read about it and really put together the Not Be Gone principles, which Lisa and I will tell you how we met in a little bit. But that was really what prompted me to create the Not Be Gone principles because it was how I learned how to get out of the situation. And then I got, you know, became a therapist and fulfilled that dream, which was great. Right, right. Well, a little bit about me. I actually also, as I said, went through it personally. And Britt and I both want to emphasize that whenever you're dealing with someone who you suspect has narcissistic personality disorder, the likelihood that they will actually be diagnosed with it is very, very low because that's one of the hallmarks of NPD is that the person believes that they're superior, that there's nothing wrong with them. So the likelihood that they would first even go to be tested is next to nothing. Exactly. (laughs) And then they're very defensive during the test, which there's a measure of defensiveness causes the test results a lot of times to be invalid because they essentially lie. So both Britt and I say, of course, that our experience that we have dealt personally with those who suffer, it is because of our own personal observations that we have determined this to be the case. But the experiences that we have, that Britt and I both separately experienced, are really very parallel. I also dealt with a lot of chaos and confusion in my prior marriage. I had no idea what was going on. I was constantly panicked and stressed and caused to feel that way, insecure, just a lot of terrible feelings, almost nonstop. And when I did get a divorce, my attorney said, hmm, I believe that you might be dealing with someone, just like your psychiatrist, someone who suffers from narcissistic personality disorder. That was the first time I had ever heard of it, just like you. And at that point, started researching it and had realized as I was going through it that I had developed certain techniques to deal with it as, as best as I could. So then when Britt and I met, we combined and looked at how we had dealt with it and realized, you know what, if we had had these tools, we would have been able to survive and really make that NARP be gone a whole lot quicker. And so we want you to have the benefit of what we really didn't have throughout our decades, put together decades of time of dealing with the NARP personally. Exactly. And I think that's one of the things that Lisa and I are so excited to share with you is narcissistic abuse is an invisible abuse that is so hard to detect. And it's interesting, you know, as you and I are sharing our stories here, Mm -hmm. that it was someone in my profession that shared with me the tools and someone in your profession. So I think we forgot to tell them, you know, (laughs) so I'll first, before we tell you Lisa's professional background, but tell our friends, what's your professional background? Because that's actually how I ended up meeting Lisa, which she's an angel in my life. But go ahead. You're so sweet. You all have to meet Britt. You (laughs) have to come to one of our podcasts. You have to meet Britt. She is absolutely phenomenal. I'm not exaggerating when I say that I love Britt. Britt and I have a very close relationship, as you can tell. We fight. We (laughs) (laughs) We are best friends. We are very close. And it is so much because of what we went through. Right. When I realized that I was probably dealing with a narc, it was during a custody battle. It was my own custody battle. And after having gone through, which I call the literal hell of the marriage, then having to deal with it in family law, I will tell you that 
it is because of my experience personally that I then focused on narcissistic abuse in family law. At the time, I actually was going through mine personally. I was actually a sitting judge, so I wasn't practicing law. But when the court that I was sitting on was abolished, I decided to go into private practice and focus on family law and narcissistic abuse. And the reason was is that it was so prevalent in family courts, so prevalent. And unfortunately, the judges that I could see, it so often happened that judges were being snowed, for lack of a better word, by the narc. Because the narc, a lot of times, as you know, is very charming and they are putting an image for the people to see, but it is not their true selves. So seeing that that was such a problem and the issue was such that it affected children, that's when I started focusing on family law. And that is how I met Britt. <laughs> yeah. So I was in the middle of, after my divorce, in the middle of a really hard court case and so much chaos and <laughs> confusion oh again. And I turned on the television and Lisa was on TV and she was just a strong voice of logic and reason out there saying, hey, something's going on. And I picked up the phone and I called her and said, could you help? And just within a second, we connected and we've been together ever since. Yes. And I don't even know. We're, we're going to stop giving it like how long we've been together and stuff because we're just really aging ourselves. But um, yeah. And so Lisa, looking back, it took us personally, individually, 20 plus years to really figure out how to deal with all of this. It's so complex, but simple. And that right. sounds crazy to say, but it is. The narc makes everything so complex. And the whole purpose, everything is to distract from who he or she truly is. And that's another point we need to make. We refer to the narc a lot as he, but do understand that the narc absolutely can be a she. And exactly. research, I think, originally showed that the narc was more often a he, but the later research is starting to show that the increase in female narcs is certainly on the rise, especially in the advanced countries such as the United States. So when we refer to the narc, we may say he, but please know that it's interchangeable. Exactly. So let's talk about what would you have thought if you had had the NARC Be Gone program and tools oh, wow. 20 years ago? <laughs> I probably would have been married only six months <laughs> instead of 10 years, that's for sure. <laughs> exactly. And just the life would have been so much simpler. And that's what oh, we're yes. so excited. So what is the NARC Begone program? Yes. Yes. And the tools and the methods is, Lisa, do you want to share with them? Oh, yes. I'm so excited. Yeah. Well, now understanding that the NARC is playing a game. That is the number one thing that you have to understand. Yes. That the narc is playing a game. And what we teach you is we teach you the game that the narc plays. We teach you each one of his plays. And we teach you your own counterplays. And those plays are designed to make that what? Narc, narc be, be gone. gone. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so... Lisa and I love to have fun, so that's what we're going to do right now is it's game time. Game time, game time. As while you're going through this thing that's so difficult and chaotic, it's important that you reach out to people to understand what's going on and yes. still be able to have the courage to face it right. and the kindness, but still to have some fun. So It's easier to go through 
difficult times when you are going through it with someone else. And understand that we are here every step of your journey. We are here to help you, to help you get through your journey so that you can thrive and you can soar. Yes. So one of the tools that we have within the NARC Begone method is their actual play card. So we yes. help you identify like what the heck is going <laughs> on. So let's play. So yes. we'll do this again. <laughs> Sorry. I, I have fun with that. Okay. So I think we have time just for one game card yes. right now. So yes. Lisa, I am going to ask you, what is the conflict creator play? Okay. Now, friends, our game is designed to teach you the play. And the way that the game is played is there are actual play cards. When one person asks another a question, I have to give both a description and an example. And I get two points if I am correct. (laughs) If I am not, then I have a negative point. And I would be the judge. (laughs) And the next time I will be the judge. Yeah. So at the end of the game, the person who has the most points wins. Okay. So your question was the conflict chaos creator play? Yes. What is the conflict chaos creator play? Okay. Now, the conflict chaos creator play is a play that the narc engages in, in order to distract you from what he or she is actually doing. Now, I unfortunately cannot attribute this example to someone in particular, but I do attribute it to an anonymous person. I did not come up with this example myself, but a great example that I heard about was where someone is blowing a leaf blower among a bunch of leaves and all the leaves are all in the air. And there's one leaf that's red, but all the leaves are all in the air. If you are supposed to focus on the red leaf, you're not able to do so because all the other leaves are surrounding and all mixed up with the Mm. red leaf. That is what the conflict chaos creator play is. It is something. Yay! (laughs) I love that. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. It distracts you. And you get your eye off the ball, off the leaf that you're supposed to be looking at. And it fills it with I don't want to say that the other leaves are insignificant because every living being, because those leaves, I assume, were living at some time, they're important, but they're not important to what the issue is. That's what the NARC does. Exactly. Right. No, and I love that. So so give me like a personal example. A personal example. Okay. Mm -hmm. A personal example is where the NARC contacts your mother (laughs) and says, you know, Lisa, she wasn't sick the day you had your birthday party and remember she didn't go, she wasn't sick like she told you she was. She actually was binge watching Netflix. And were you? Well, I was, but the narc wasn't. (laughs) Why would he tell her that? (laughs) Exactly. Well, why would he? Right. Why would he? He did it so that he could cause friction between my mother and me. Now, Friends, that did not happen. That is an example. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It is an example. But that's what the narc does. It is intentionally cause chaos, confusion, conflict between you and someone else or you and other people. Because it could be that he tells your book club something negative about you, that you were talking about one of the other members or something. Right. It's to distract you 
to cause you to suffer pain. Right. Yes. And I think it takes the focus off of them and what they're doing. Absolutely. And so that's really what the chaos creator is. And then people aren't focusing on what the real issue is. And the real issue is the narc is typically lying, manipulating for for his benefit. Right. All for his benefit. And understand if... I am at odds with my mother. That is going to be somebody that I can't confide in about him. It's somebody that I am not going to be able to rely upon. I will have to rely upon him. So that he is better off when the people that you are normally close to, that you are no longer close to, in isolation. Yes. And so that's right. Yay! Yay. Oh, I get two points. I get two two points, points, right? Yes. Hey, guess what? (laughs) Now it's time for Ask Britt and Lisa. Yes, Britt. Yes. The question of the day. How are the coronavirus and the narc or toxic people similar? Well, I think it goes hand in hand with what we just talked about as the chaos creator. You know, this right now, what we're dealing with is there's so much chaos and confusion. And I don't know if you're like me, I'm going to the grocery store and like the cupboards are empty. And the toilet paper section is all gone. <laughs> I know. That I don't understand. I don't understand it, but I'm sure that there's some psychological factor about that. But yes. Right. And, you know, the stock market, it's going up and down. And so the chaos and confusion, there are some real needs. I mean, there is... Yes, that's right. The markets are crashing. Like Britt said, the grocery stores are empty. There are concerns about elderly, young children, those who have compromised immune systems. This is all causing panic and causing fear. Right. And that's exactly what ends up happening when you're in a relationship with a narcissist. Like we said, Lisa and I said, it could be a coworker, it could be a sibling, right? it could be a spouse. And so if you're in a relationship where there's just chaos and it's just a lot of stuff going on and you can't focus on just your daily needs. Right. That's exactly right. And that the chaos conflict creator play is one of the primary plays that the narc engages in. So understand that targets of narcs, we don't like to say victims, the target of the narc, that this type of fear and panic that you see a bit going about the coronavirus, that type of fear and panic a lot of times is what the target of the narc goes through every day. Right. And we understand that. And we are here to help, help you overcome that. Exactly. And what you can do right now during the coronavirus and everything that's going on, just the same thing like you can do if you're in a relationship with someone with narcissism Mm -hmm. is self-care. Right. Really taking that time to be intentional, to pause. Correct. Mm -hmm. And to say, like Lisa, example, what do I need to be focusing on right here? So what, you know, one of the things we want people to focus on is taking care of themselves. Yes. And checking on your elderly neighbor if they're alone. Right. Because understand with the coronavirus affecting primarily elderly people. Right. They're probably fearful to go out to the grocery store. To get the needs, get their grocery needs. So check on them and see if you can help them and if you can provide those grocery needs for them. Exactly. Yes. And the children, the schools that are closed, you know, a lot of children, that meal at school is the only meal that they will actually have. So with the schools being closed, you have a lot of children who are not going to be fed. They're going to go hungry. So one way to help yourself Because research shows that when you are generous and when you help others, 
it actually has a physiological positive effect on you. Exactly. And your health and emotional health. So a way to help you is to help someone else. Right. Yes. So, well, it looks like we are out of time. Oh, but I we know. did have a great time with you all. Yes. Thank you, guys. <laughs> and we, you know, we're just so excited to... It's interesting that we're actually launching at this time, which is one yes. of the craziest times and what's going on in the world is it so is. reflective of what goes on in a relationship with someone with a narcissistic personality disorder. That is exactly right. And so we are asking each of you to join us each Tuesday on your favorite podcast as we take time out to teach you who the narc is and how to become an NBG game changer <laughs> and invite your friends. You can also join us at narcbegone.com. Yes. So, Lisa, are you ready to get your game face on? Yes, I am. And let's what? Make, Make that, that narc be gone. Because <laughs> my life is mine and it's time I take it back. I'm going to make that not be gone. True love is divine and of it I will not lack. I'm going to make that not be gone. I am a light against the darkness is he. Haunting his game I will no longer be. My truth will shine and causes chaos to see. Will not thrive upon a feast of me.